Alright, alright, alright. Once again, let's go ahead and get this a little bit lower. Hopefully everybody can hear me well. If you can hear me, go ahead and say what's up on the check-in and let me know that everything is sounding pretty good. I don't want to have to do the feedback thing and get the little echo. Matter of fact, I'm just going to do that anyway, just for a little bit. Alright, alright, alright. Once again, let's go ahead. All right, that's all. We just had to make sure. I just had to make sure. When you got a new headset and new mic setup, you know, you got to make sure that everything is coming out pretty good. So I'm, I'm just making sure the levels are right, making sure I'm not coming out too loud, too, that it's not picking up background ambient noise. <laughs> anyway, what's happening everybody? You could be anywhere, but you are right here with me once again for the recording of the Going Full Nerd Podcast. That's right. Every 6 p.m. Sunday, you get 100% me. <laughs> so check this out. We're going to go ahead. This is actually going to be a kind of a short show. Kind of a short show. We're we going to push maybe the 20-minute mark. We might do that just to keep things moving. But... This is basically, you know how they do those shameless plug shows? That's, that's, that's exactly what I'm doing. But let's go ahead and go through the administrative stuff and we will get to it right now. So check it out. If you want to make sure that you are getting your voice heard, go ahead and send me your recommendations via Twitter to my handle. And that's ONYXXX1969 on Twitter, and you can also check out the podcast itself on anchor.fm slash goingfullnerd, or you can check it out on Spotify and or Apple Podcasts. That is right. That is right. But if you really want to join in, you want to hear your name shouted out, you want to hear all that good stuff, you join us at 6 p.m. here on youtube.com slash going full nerd and you know you got to make sure you click the subscribe button like that one showing above my head you know on the youtube screen of course and then you hit the bell ding 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 for notifications Whew, now we got the administrative stuff out the way let's do some of the stuff that we do every week and that is the top five domestic u.s box office yo you know this is sort of that transient time when it comes to movies. This is that time where you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's up? Is the movies all that? And then the holidays coming up, you know, because they're trying to bust you over the head with the holiday movies coming up soon. But 
we're going to start it off. Coming in at number one this week from a short hiatus where it dropped down to number two last week is the Joker pulling in 18.9 million. Whew, man, that's crazy. But, you know, and a lot of people, you caught my review of Joker last week. Some people like it. Some people say it's a hype. But, you know, hey, it's a good movie. Check it out. Even though I, you know, well, watch the video. Listen to the podcast. You know why. Then, coming in at number two is last week's number one. This is not good for Disney, actually. This is Malficent, Mistress of Evil. Yo, they spent a little money on this movie. And they only pulled $18.5 million this week. Bringing this total domestic box office to $65 million. Just shy of $65.5 million. That's not good for a big budget when you're paying Angelina Jolie them dollars. You know, you're paying her massive dollar dollars. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe Disney got her on a multi-movie deal, which they do. So, you know, they might got the discount rate. I, don't get me lying like I know. So we'll find out. But that's not looking real good. Coming in at number three is last week's number four. I had the pleasure of seeing this. I didn't review it. But The Addams Family, animated feature, pretty cool. Um, Pulled in $11.7 million. And, you know, I only have one issue with that movie. And I, I should do a review. Maybe I should do a review. Maybe not, you know. But the thing about it is they, they made Gomez fat. Gomez, Gomez was a little chunky in that. But anyway... You know, he wasn't that smooth, swelt dude that from the old school TV and from the, you know, and from the Raul Julia movies. I mean, he was like Festa Chunky. In but anyway, you know, it is what it is. Coming in at number four is last week's number three. I, I got to make my way to see this because I like the first one. I really do did enjoy the first movie. And that's Zombieland. This is the second one. Double tap. Pulling in $11.6 million. And last but not least, new to this weekend was Countdown. Coming in at number five with an abysmal, abysmal, let me say it, abysmal, dismal, uh, a sucky, Real sucky, $9 million. All right, folks, let's get to it. We're not going to keep this too long. We're not going to hold people up. But this is the deal. We got another animated feature from Warner Brothers. And, you know, I get I get the emails from Warner Brothers. I post the stuff up on goingfullnerd.com. You know, when they send me their uh, press releases. And, I, you know, Wonder Woman Bloodlines. Wonder Woman Bloodlines, the latest in Warner Brothers DC Comics animation. Let me take a sip. Let me take a sip of my mystery beverage. I had to put it in a big cup this time. Hold on. Mm. So check this out. This is what we got going on. So, you know, as always, I, could, I, I always tell you, Warner Brothers animation, it, it's on par. It, it, it's like on par with major live action films when it comes to his superhero cartoon adaptations. I mean, I'm going to be honest. These are some of the best animated features I ever watched. Now, to be honest, they're all pretty much Batman-centric. They're Batman-centric. Um, this one is no different. It's set in that Batman-esque universe uh, that is the Warner Brothers DC Animation Universe. Now, 
They took a leap of faith, and they've done this before. They took a leap of faith with Aquaman, they made the the Atlantis one, you know, Batman centric. Um, they did the Red Hood. They did a lot of Batman and Robin. They even did the Death of Superman. All Batman centric, you know, all revolving around, you know, that Justice League animated stuff that they did. A lot of dark side, a lot of parademons, you know, and all that good stuff. And I'm I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. This movie is no different. They took a leap of faith because, you know, at one point they didn't really think Wonder Woman was profitable till Gal Gadot and the movies really dropped down on it. They they hit it. They were like, okay, we got you. We got you. So this is an interesting change to Wonder Woman's origin. This is like mixing comic book and movie and and figuring out where they're going to go with this. Then they took the new 52 stuff from the comics. They got it all. They just, you know, it's like they were making meatloaf. Let's put a little little onion in here. Let's put a little green pepper, a little tomato sauce, and let's kind of mix it all together. Get it together, right? So the official thing that came from DC Comics, Warner Brothers Animation, they sent me, they were like, in Wonder Woman's blood, in Wonder Woman, I, I don't know why I'm making it plural, in Wonder Woman bloodlines, Amazon Princess Diana Athemiscara chooses to save fighter pilot Steve Trevor. We still got that. Now notice, we've got part of the traditional origin there, okay, and returns him home to America, setting in motion one of Wonder Woman's most captivating chapters. They had to make this elegant. They couldn't just get down to it. So let me go ahead and get down to it. Basic line is this. Old school Wonder Woman was Wonder Woman. Steve Trevor was a fighter pilot during World War II, World War I, one of the world wars. Shot down, lands on Themyscira. That's how that rolls. What they did is they integrated this. They mixed this up Put it into the modern day along with the Justice League, um, Dark Side, Batman-esque universe that they've already created with animation. So basically what we have, other than my grandson crying in the background, what they have is they got the basic things like they took the parademons. They had him going. They shot down Steve Trevor. They got that rocket. I'm like, okay, cool. We're good with that. Straight. All right. I'm with you. I'm with you. Then she saves him. Then they throw him in jail after they use this technology to heal him. I'm, I'm spoiling it for you. But really, you, you have to see it for yourself. And it's kind of, at that point, the story's kind of like flippy. I'm like, do we really need to do it like this? But you don't have the battle, you know, oh, I'm going to be the champion of the Amazons and do this. No, Diana goes straight gangster, steals all the stuff, takes the sword, takes the costume, takes the lasso of truth, and is like, yo, I'm out. Moms, you want to get, yo, and her, her mom throw down, and it's like, yo, betrayal. She's like, you know, if you leave, you're going to forget us. And she was like, yo, but we got to do this. And she books out. Boom. She's gone. Then what I assume, basically, if you've watched the other Justice League stuff where they, you know, cartoons, 
from this Warner Brothers animation and you watched all this, then you got the events of Justice League Doom, you got the events of all the Batman stuff, you got all that stuff going on, and basically Wonder Woman was just thrown into that like poof, you got a Wonder Woman. But this is her part catching up. Okay, pretty much. So what now? Here's the thing. Now here's the coolest part. Here's the part that gets it. They've updated the story. Okay? They've updated the story. So I told you about the Parademon Steve Trevor getting in it. She's a government operative. She learned about the world. All that good stuff. Now, here's the key. With these updates, they took Steve Rogers' assistant, Etta Candy. You remember her from the movies? Well, they did some changes. Well, first of all, now, She's little. She's still thick. She's she's a little heavy set lady, but they made her black instead of white. I'm like, okay, they did that diversity. We rock, okay. Then they went full diversity. They was like, bam, she likes girls. Whoa. So you've got that, you know, joking about, oh, I'm going to an island full of Amazons. Little bit of adult humor there for a cartoon little bit of adult. I'm like, okay, okay. But she's also a technological genius. She's like Q from the 007 stuff. Really, you know, just, you know, secret spy agent, but, you know, the, 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 the genius that handles that, you know, that, that's kind of, kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Another thing that ended up being What's the best way for me to put it? A change is the invisible jet. The invisible jet wasn't Wonder Woman's in the first place. It was a like a Justice League or a, a top secret government. It was actually a top secret government jet that was acquired by Etta Candy. So this wasn't Themyscira tech and all that good stuff. But let's get down to the main nitty gritty of the movie. Basically, it's a fighting against basically all the female villains, which is you know something this was a very female centric thing but it's not that bad i really think they should start mixing in wonder woman is basically one of the stronger characters in dc so really they need to just be like yo just have her throwing down with strong villains period now she got some strong villains they got a couple in there they had dr poison they had silver swan they had cheetah they had giganta you know the typical the typical wonder woman villains you know and she threw down i mean that fight with her and giganta was like i like that the only time i seen a fight that good was like on the intro of the video game dc universe online where they show all that stuff and you know but anyway i digress let's continue on let's basically is this movie worth watching overall what i will say is that um long story short Wonder Woman, Bloodlines, pretty good animation, great animation style. Um, Rosario Dawson was awesome as Wonder Woman. Just, you know, her voice acting with that is just mwah, impeccable. She had it going on. There's a good mix of comedy. There's a good mix of adult 
innuendos, humor situations, and stuff like that. So what I'm going to say is, it's not for the younger kids. It's for, you know, kids that can kind of get it and not be too off-put by it. Watch it with your parent. If this is the thing, this is not your typical cartoon that you're going to throw a little kid, a six or seven-year-old in front of and walk away. No, no, it's not that. Okay, but it's for old school, older, maybe a teenage comic book fan, superhero fans, you know, that they could watch it on their own with the language and stuff like that. Okay, I, I mean, that's that's just your boy Onyx's take. Okay, so Wonder Woman Bloodlines, solid four out of five and is a must see for DC comic book fans because they always, always Look out for us. I mean, for the little kids, stick to the Lego movies. Go get the old school Batman Beyond that was, you know, just released on Blu-ray. Check out Batman Animated Feature. Some of the old Super Friends cartoons for your younger kids. Stuff on Boomerang Cartoon Network. You know, rock it out like that. But this, this is strictly for the big kids, the big enjoyable kids. I really, really liked it. Four out of five from your boy here, Gold Full Nerd. But anyway, I'm going to go ahead and going to cut this one short. We're going to do this just to cut so I can get myself mentally prepared for next week's live stream, which is going to happen on Saturday, Saturday. I'm going to live stream two days in a row, Saturday between the hours of 8 a.m. and 4 p.m., okay, 8 to 4, 9 to 5, one of those two. You'll see it pop up in your subscriber notifications. And I'll go ahead and I'll post some stuff on Twitter. We are almost here. This is the Extra Life Day of Play. I'd like to go ahead and thank, put a little thank you out to Brandy C. Yes, Brandy C came in and made the donation. Boom, we are at $980 raised for Children's National Medical Center in Washington, D.C. For the kids, really, really appreciate each and every one of you. Brandy C., good looking out. We are only $20 away from our going full nerd goal for this year. Come on, folks. I know we got until December 31st, but... <clears throat> Let me take a little sip of this. Mm. But just remember, you know, we got the live day of play coming up on November 2nd, Saturday, November 2nd, 8 to 4, 9 to 5, somewhere in there where you'll get to watch me play Xbox. I'm going to play a couple of different games. I'm going to concentrate playing some multiplayer um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the brand new one that just came out. I'm going to be dropping down some Madden 2020 football, getting the brakes beat off of my New York Giants like the real New York Giants team and may try to drop into a couple of other kid-friendly games, a couple of breaks. We're going to talk a little comic books. We're going to pull up Twitter. We're going to go through Twitter and pull up some stuff, and we're going to enjoy and invite each and every one to come in, chime in, put some of the live stream chat up and all that good stuff, all in the name of charity. Just to try to get that last $20 raised for Children's National Medical Center in D.C. It would be great to meet our goal before December 31st. Let's go ahead and make the goal, meet the goal before November 2nd. And then, 
then let's exceed the goal on the way into the new year. But anyway, that's it. That's enough for your boy. I'm a wave bye bye. And we're going to go ahead and say the typical things. If you can't say something nice to anybody, don't say anything at all. Matter of fact, send it to me in a message on Twitter and I will say it for you. Peace, y'all. And I'm out of here. Yo, let me drop that music. Bam! <laughs>